Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And ghost huntress author, Marley Gibson. And you're, you're listening, listening to ghost, ghost host, Sophia Temporelli. Ian, Michael Perry. And we're here... Hello, we're here at the ghost host who is Sophia Temporelli and weekly paranormal weekly weekly at liveparanormal.com <laughs> This is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal and you're listening to the ghost host Sophia Temporelli on liveparanormal.com She rocks this is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer. And you're listening to ghost host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books. And you're listening to the ghost host Sophia on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Groff, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, and executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickGroffTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. That's right, it's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com, and now on GhostHunting.com you can listen to as well. And congratulations, Sophia, on celebrating 12 years of broadcasting here on both networks. And uh, you're doing a fantastic job, Sophia. Mom and Dad are proud of you, and you've helped a lot of people through the years. Everyone, feel free to call into the show at 347-202-0316. That's 
202-0316 as well. Feel free to jump into liveparanormal.com chat room. It only takes a second to get an avatar and you're part of the LP family here. Thank you to all of our moderators throughout the years and patching us through at live events when we had no internet feed. Thank you guys so much here into the site founder, Rob Sarek, for making this show possible too as well. Today, we welcome back from now until by psychic medium, profiler, author, and medical intuitive, Jennifer Schaefer, as featured on Dr. Phil, Dr. Drew, The Ricky Lake Show, Monica the Medium, and she's regularly featured on major television and cable networks. Everyone visit jenniferschaefer.com. That's with two Fs in Schaefer. jenniferschaefer.com, Facebook, Jennifer Medlin Schaefer, and Twitter at JM Schaefer. Upcoming, we have uh, Psychic Rick Hayes. He'll be on uh, uh, the 15th. Uh, April Bissette, the Psychic Housewife of New Jersey on the 22nd. It seems like we have a lot of psychics, but uh, the season, uh, promotional season for uh, events is coming up, so they have a lot of events to uh, feature as well. Dark Side of the Apple, a true story of paranormal attack, author Sabrina Marie. She'll be on the program on August 19th. Like the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on a Facebook fan page. To learn of the guests as we learn of them real time, we have a lot of people that are scheduling their um, appearances too as well. So like the Ghost of Sophia temporarily on Facebook fan page. Also, to check out the memberships here on LiveParanormal.com. They start as low as $2.99 a month. Rob Sirk, the site founder, he's great at rewarding the audience here as, that are members. So a lot of autographed books by some of your favorite paranormal authors, DVDs as well. And also to support the vendors here on Live Paranormal. Tonight uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, Beyond the Screen and Ghost Light Radio, Chip Coffee of A&E's Paranormal State, Psychic Kids, and on Kindred Spirits, he's monthly Mondays right here on Live Paranormal, as well as Ben Hansen, Amy Goodwin, David M. Roundtree, Stefan Brigatti, Andy and Michelle Coppock, Ken Gearhart, and many more right here on this very network. If you miss anything, free MP4 iTunes downloads are available on the homepage of LiveParanormal.com, and let's bring on the host here, Sophia. You're doing a fantastic job. Congratulations of 12 years here. Thank you. I can't believe it's already been 12 years. Yeah, you're doing a great job. You have all these pages, too. You have the Twitter, Instagram. Where can people find you? I'm on Twitter, at Sophia Temporelli with one L, and Instagram, just at Sophia Temporelli, even though I don't really go on there. Okay, so, well, Sophia, tell us about your guest today. Today we have on Jennifer Schaefer. She is a renowned televised psychic medium, profiler, and intuitive as featured on Dr. Phil, Dr. Drew, The Ricky Lake Show, Monica the Medium, and many more. Everyone visit jenniferschaefer.com, Twitter at JM Schaefer, and let's welcome her back into the show. Well, Jennifer, thanks for coming on today. I'm trying to unmute you. That means we have a lot of people listening. I'm here. <laughs> Jennifer. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and congratulations on 12 years. I was so excited, Sophia, when I saw, wow. um, you know, all those memories that pop up. And 10 years ago to the week, I was on the show, which was really cool. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. I mean, it's incredible how long we've known each other. And, you know, thank you so much for coming on throughout the years and coming back on today. Oh, of course. I absolutely love your show and everything that it does to help so many people. You have made so many people feel confident and not feel like they're, you know, out there when they've experienced certain paranormal things that have happened. And I'm just, I'm so proud of your work and everything that you've done, your whole family. You know how dear your whole family is to me. 
Very excited to be well, back. Thank you. And thank you for all of the work you do, too, in the field. Um, you do help so many people with your abilities. Um, our family has seen that firsthand when you actually helped with the residential case um, down in Long Beach, too. So, I mean, it's just incredible, you know, how many people you've been able to help through the years, too. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. It's, it is kind of mind-boggling, the thousands and thousands of readings I've given, you know. But I, you know what, though? I have learned that I still love the magic. I still love all the things that I don't know. It's just so vast, this universe. And it's mm -hmm. so exciting, you know. So I don't know. I, I don't think there's never a dull moment with this work, as you know. And yeah. I, just, I just have to make sure that I still, with all the cases that I do, it can be a little bit challenging with the, with the content. I just still have to have that time for myself, which you understood probably for yourself, about containing your own energy and, like, treating it as the, most, as the highest currency you can ever possibly have because without your health, you just don't really have anything, right? And Absolutely. And I've just learned how to – I've, I guess I've treated myself as a professional athlete with this line of work, not compared to anybody else, but I've had to because people rely on that. You know, they, I don't take credit for the things that are said through me, but I do take credit for being in the space that provides it. Right. Definitely. And with your abilities too, I mean, it's like I said, so amazing how you've helped so many people, but how did that kind of all come about for you? How did you discover you had this ability? Was it an experience when you were younger or did it kind of just start coming naturally through the years? Well, I, it came naturally because I didn't know I had it, but they do mm -hmm. believe that because I had seizures as a little kid, I had these, these Larynx Strider seizures. I was the ASAC in the case for these type of seizures at three and a half months old. They believe that was the gateway. There was a doctor on staff that was from a British doctor that had seen it before because no other doctor saw this type of seizure. And he said that I've seen this, you know, I've seen this before in the UK and I was the eighth documented case for this particular seizure. And they gave me belladonna, which is a hallucinogenic and a um, poison. And eventually I grew out of it, my poor mother. <laughs> Um, but so they believe that was the gateway, whether I charted that or that was the gateway or whatever it was, or it was better for my Mormon parents to think that it was, was caused by something. Um, so be it. <laughs> but they also, you know, one of the things that I learned growing up, I just, I wanted glasses so bad because of all the things that I saw, I just thought, you know, other people thought I was the only child out of seven that did not have to have glasses. I have 20, you know, I had 20, 20 vision. And yeah. it, that's kind of mind-boggling in itself. But then you take it to where, okay, I was a stockbroker for 10 years, very successful one. And I just thought, you know, I was really smart when I knew everything mm -hmm. about my clients. I handled conservative money, so that wasn't it. But I just didn't know the terminology. I knew all my boyfriend's codes. My friends would always ask questions. I always felt things. But it was just something that eventually I needed to figure out because it was taking a hold of me and when you go through a phase where you feel like there's something missing in your life and you want to you know you want to figure things out um that's the phase that I went to and Lisa Williams took me under her wing and she taught me and I had no intentions of ever doing this for work that was never going to be I just didn't, I didn't think that it was a mm -hmm. day at first and then eventually because I was 
spending so much time working on cases, my husband said, he goes, you're going to have to make this work because you're taking away time from the children. And I'm glad he did because, you know, 14, 15 years later, I'm ecstatic to be helping people and to donate my time to law enforcement and families that are in need. For sure. I mean, it's that, just amazing, you know, the per- – yeah, I mean, it's amazing that progression came so naturally for you. Um, you know, when you kind of realized you had this ability, what do you think was the piece of advice or something you did that helped you progress the most with your abilities? My father. My father told me. He said, Jennifer, it's not your job to make anyone believe in anything. And my father passed. And he told me before, you know, a couple years before, he's like, Jennifer, you know, when he said that, don't, you know, it's not your job to make anybody believe anything. I kind of stood back. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, Jennifer, let them go through what they need to go through to understand it on their own. He goes, you Mm -hmm. just give the information. He goes, you've always been consistent in who you are. He goes, you haven't wavered. He goes, just get in and get out and let them. Don't take the joy away from them because it's not your job to make them believe in it. You can't take away their backgrounds or where they came from or who they know or whatever it is. He's just like, that was the greatest piece of advice that anyone has ever given me because it took away the fear of trying to prove anything. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely right. You know, and it, from that point on, it just felt like this whole weight was lifted. You know, when you have fear in this job, you don't get any type of fear you have keeps you away from all the information. It's imperative to really learn how to work within it and not be what I call the equalizer, where you're in charge of having judgment. Something else out there is going to equalize whatever's happening in this world. It's not to be put on you. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I completely agree. I always tell people, I mean, if you don't believe in the paranormal, I completely get it. It's hard to believe unless you experience it yourself. Like, I'm not out to, you know, prove anyone wrong. Unless you're my best friend, Stephen, then I will tell you you're wrong all day. But anyone else, like, you know, it's fine. Like, I I totally get it. It is hard to believe, and I don't think there's any shame in that, you know, as long as you're not trying to tell me that, you know, my experiences are wrong. Like, I just think it's something, you know, you have to experience on your own. And uh, we were just talking about my aunt, actually. Um, uh, She had me stay in this B&B in Monterey when I was, like, 15, and it was, like, this Victorian B&B, and I was like, this place has to be haunted. And she told me it wasn't. (laughs) And I couldn't remember the name of the place for the life of me. And we just found it last night. And it was on a list of haunted locations. And I'm like, wow, my, my aunt really, she really gaslit me on that one. Because she <laughs> <laughs> the paranormal wasn't real, but then also tell you about an experience she had. So it's just funny. Uh-huh. You know, it's just one of those things people have to experience on their own. So I can see why that, you know, advice helps you so much, especially as a psychic, you know, because you do get this information. Yeah. But... Uh, like your dad said, it's it's really something, a journey someone has to experience on their own. It really is. Like I was, you know, you've heard about the submarine, right? I think everybody mm-hmm. has. And I was asked a week prior, you know, before the, everything broke out, what, you know, when it first hit, what I thought about it, you know, by 
by some of my FBI agents. And I told them, I said, I saw something, you know, you can't explain how this happens. That's my point. And I told them, I saw it implode. And I wanted to be wrong. Everybody wants to be wrong when you get information like that. That's not going to help anybody. But, you know, eventually they knew on Sunday. But I'm just saying, the information that people get, you know, of course you don't have to believe that. I didn't even want to believe it myself, right? You know, you don't want to go to a place thinking it's haunted, even though you know it is. <laughs> that was really yeah, funny. Absolutely. Later, by the way. Um, yeah. yeah it's, She's always it's, doing that to me. That's amazing. I think that's great. I think that's really funny. It is very some. It is something that everybody has their. You know, everybody perceives information differently, as you know. So some people might get feelings associated with something that happens, or they might see pictures, or they might. I mean, how do you mm-hmm. perceive information, Sophia? Is it energetically that you just feel it, or do you see? I mean, I know. Oh, um, like. <laughs> It's different. I mean, the only time I yeah. saw like kind of like a pictured image in my head was of like like a person. Normally, if I see a ghost, it's a shadow person. That's super exciting. That's what everyone wants to see. Um, and uh, yeah, like the creepiest thing. That's what my brain works with. So that's really fun. Um, but the only time I saw like a pictured image was at my old house, and I saw the ghost kind of like a Polaroid image. But everything like I knew about him was like as if I knew it about myself. Like. That I know my name wow. Sophia. Like I've just always known that, and so that's that's kind of what it was with him. Um, like any other time, wow. it's the one time I would say that my parents feel like I picked up on something when they were trying to help with the cold case thing. I I was I just got this nagging feeling to say sunglasses, and so I just said it. And my dad's like, he used to wear Ray Bans. I was like, oh, I'm gonna stop talking now. <laughs> Um, so it's just kind of like, it's just like, it just pops in my head and it's just a thing like that or just a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. How about yourself though? So that's what, on cases, you know, as you know, we do not solve cases, but we help assist with cases. And it might be something really small as sunglasses. And you might, you know, we don't get feedback right away. You know, it mm-hmm. sometimes takes time, but you, if you get something with sunglasses, they might have five suspects, and there might be one that always wears a particular kind of sunglasses that now they're going to focus on. You see, the information that you get might have multiple layers, multiple layers to it. And so, you know, it's um, like I said, for instance, I worked on a case, and I said that, you know, I see two bulldogs, and this is what the FBI, I'm like, Jennifer, we've been surveilling in this house for, you know, a year and a half. There's no bulldogs. I'm like, there's some, okay, so then I said to him, it might be a name of, of, you know, one of the guys that might be, like, whatever it is, it's such a big deal, you guys need to either look up or look it up or figure it out because there's, there's it's mm-hmm. definitely two bulldogs. I'm just not sure in what capacity. Maybe the guys were on the shirt, right, or something. Well, they get there. They go upstairs to the guy's room that they've been surveillancing, one of the biggest guys, one of the biggest, you know, uh, fentanyl, illicit fentanyl, people um and they see two bulldogs on the bedspread in his room and they're like oh my gosh oh my gosh and so that's when I'm like look up when they called the hazmat team in and there was fentanyl above there was it was up it was up above one of my agents actually got the fact that it was up above like that is nutty right so yeah and I think everybody can work on cases. I teach it. You're really good with forensics. 
you like I I mean since you were like said like you're gonna be doing forensics, something with forensics. <laughs> um, it's it's very interesting how things come in and it might be just one little thing. And if I was you know, I'm used to working with them, I have been for years, but in the beginning that would have driven me if I would have said that like, no, there's nothing I would have like crumbled. Because I wouldn't have had that much confidence in what came through. I, it's not necessarily confidence in yeah. myself, but I have confidence in the information that it will mean something. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely get that, you know. Um, I did an investigation in Montana um, a few years ago when you were talking about picking stuff up. And I just felt like there was something to the left in me. And I was like, uh, you know, I, I promised my mom when I went in here I would actually speak up because normally I'm like, oh, this is just, I'm just psyching myself out. That's not actually there. And I was like, I feel something over here. And the, the homeowner's daughter said, oh, yeah, a psychic um, who had come here a few years before said that there was a man who hung himself there. I was like, that's wonderful because that's the second time I've seen someone <laughs> who hung themselves. So that's just shadow people yeah. and that are like my thing. Um, but one of the times that I had actually kind of picked up a presence like that, I could feel, um, my throat tightening in the area where someone had hung themselves. Have you ever had that, um, with kind of like the medical intuitiveness or, um, just picking up on how someone died? Yeah. So what I have learned over the years that when, when someone dies in a tragic way and they're new, like, so I'm looking for somebody that, let's just say I'm looking for somebody that's missing. I, it's a different kind of energy because all, they don't have really boundaries, you know, at mm-hmm. first. And so they want to let you know what's going on. And, like, I worked on a case with um, a really big case in New York. And um, it was dealing with someone that was, it was a female that was jogging. And to this day, I mean, feeling what, I felt it, what she went through, like you said. I had a physical reaction to it. And I'm really good about not taking that on. You know, I always make sure I look at it like a holograph, like a hologram, and then I'll get the pain areas. Mm -hmm. But I don't have to take on the feelings. But I've noticed, so when you've asked that question, when it's a a case, I do feel like I'm like, I can't breathe, or I feel heavy in my chest, or... I, you know, or I, I don't feel anything, but then I see, you know, a splatter of blood, which usually is for me an indication of a shot, a gunshot. Um, it is very interesting how that happens. But, yeah, I, early on, I would, it, it affected me more. Now, with what I do, I just make sure I get in and get out. I just have to, that's the only way I can be productive. Otherwise, the cases that I've worked on, entangled with it it just it takes you down it took me down early on and I had to learn how to handle it so yeah I can completely understand that um when that happened to me with the kind of choking feeling I honestly I was just I was at the Glen Tavern Inn I was just looking at movie posters I wasn't trying to investigate nothing I was just seeing super normal oh my god and so it's, yeah it was literally just <laughs> to have so funny movie posters that. Yeah, and just like everything normally happens to me when I'm being like super normal. I don't know like why that is. I don't know if it's because I'm an overthinker. So if I'm investigating, I'm overthinking everything to death. But um, yeah, yeah. When you just that is that is that is something that you know when you're just when you're it happens like 
you know, I've solved some of my best cases driving, helping, I help solve some of the best cases just by driving, because when you're able to kind of check out, which you call being formal, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny, <laughs> um, you're able to, um, it's just a different wavelength, you know, like, you know, for instance, Tyler Henry, you know, scribbles, I scribble, I have my iPad, and I mm-hmm. scribble what I do when I have clients, you know, the only time I don't do that is when I have a large event, you know, but it is very, your conscious mind is going somewhere else where they can give you information from the etheric realm. And so with your, your, nor- with your, your, normal, your normal is actually abnormal, but that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think a lot of people would agree with that. My normal is definitely abnormal. <laughs> My parents keep calling me Wednesday Adams recently, so I think I'm just totally. not going to on that one. Have, Oh, my gosh. You've been Wednesday since the day I met you. Oh, that's so yeah. true. My my mom actually wanted me to tell you, um, my dad's adopted, and I recently found his mother's side of the family through searching through a series of obituaries. Um, So I found his mom. Um, She's alive. (laughs) I just was searching through obituaries until I found someone that lined up with what's on his adoption record. So, um, yeah, I did that. Good for you. Thank you. Speaking of uh, diving deep and, you know, kind of doing investigative work, um, as you said, you do work with law enforcement. How did that all come about for you, um, beginning that work? Um, just a, just a, friend, um, a friend of mine had someone that was in town that was visiting her, and she said something really tragic happened to her daughter. Is there any way? You're, she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I know you're just starting, you know, you're looking into things, but she's like, is there any way you can talk to them? And I'm like, sure. You know, I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea what I'm capable I had no idea what I was capable of. And then it kind of started from there. It wasn't, it, they, you know, long story short, they said it was a suicide or natural causes first, and they changed it to a suicide. I won't get into the story, but I knew it was a murder. There was no way that she, it was natural causes at 22. There was no way she committed suicide. And that's kind of how it started. And that was, you know, it's been 10 years since she's been gone. And then, mm-hmm. and then just, and then I went on a few times and that's how it just started catapulting in because they, people found out that that was my pro, pro bono work. If they have a connection to a case or if law enforcement did, they can contact us. But I've never once offered information without being asked. Never once called a hotline. I've never once, you know, I just don't, that's, that's like law enforcement's number one pet peeve is they'll get a thousand phone calls from a missing person and like 500 of them say they're psychic and tell them where the, the body's at. You know, they just can't do it. There's no, it's just, so because of that, I've been fortunate enough or whatever, however you want to call it, um, to mm-hmm. just do, just, you know, when they, I've never had to offer information. They just have come to me and that's just, just kept going. And I feel good. I, I'm happy that I'm able to help. And I have people that, you know, when there's, you know, uh, a case where somebody goes missing for a couple of days and you have that time period crunch to get them, I call another mm-hmm. intuitives. I'll call, you know, Cindy Causa, Joyce Jackson, I'll, you know, Lisa Williams, I called in on a few things. So I think the more eyes on the unseen is better. 
um, because we all work differently. And it's what's the most fascinating part is we come up working separately, we come up with the same answers, very similar answers. So we create like almost like an algorithm, which is absolutely pretty, crazy. Yeah. When you're doing anyway. work with other psychic thought, do you think that mm -hmm. it kind of enhances your abilities too, or do you think your abilities kind of stay the same? Um, just having that like connectivity with, you know, the other side. That's very interesting. I think that <clears throat> I absolutely think that we bring each other up. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I go. I think that when you work with when you're with people that are more intuitive and everyone is intuitive mind you but when people trust their intuition a little bit more you kind of just get in this you kind of bring the other people up and it's not a hierarchy but mm -hmm. you bring them up to your level and you learn from them just like they're learning from you it doesn't matter whether you've been a psychic for all these years a professional psychic or not you know I have a lot of friends <clears throat> that when we hang out we get the similar like they'll get similar hits so you do bring up like you do escalate and help each other, absolutely, without trying. Well, I mean, that's amazing. It's so great just to have that relationship with, you know, people you can trust and, you know, be able to, you know, kind of lean on each other because it can be overwhelming getting those messages sometimes. So I'm glad yeah. that you do have, you know, other people with oh, abilities you. that you can go to. Um, I do know we have Absolutely. to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with more questions and some callers. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Today we welcome back renowned televised psychic medium, profiler, author, and medical intuitive Jennifer Schaefer. Everyone visit JenniferSchaefer.com. That's JenniferSchaefer.com. Facebook, Jennifer Medlin Schaefer. And Twitter, at JM Schaefer. The Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. We'll take your calls next. Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Coast with the most, Sophia Temporelli, only on LiveParanormal.com. joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.LiveParanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader, but I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files, and you're listening to <laughs> Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself into your mix of, of voiceovers now. 
I love it. You know, uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. Oh, poor Dave left out of the uh, audio bites there. I'm trying to break it. We have a lot of people on the show, so it looks like uh, yeah, I'm trying to open all our lines and bring everybody in. And we have a caller, Charlene, that's in the chat room right now, so feel free to jump into the chat room as well. But quickly, Jennifer, as I'm opening lines, um, is there something you sense or feel about uh, Sophia during the course of the show? I just once talked about physical. Did she hurt her? Did she hurt something? I did feel her. Oh, all the time. Spiritual growth. I did feel Pretty her bumpy. spiritual growth, but, but yeah. But um, hold on a second. Let me tap it. Is she? I know that we just were having the anniversary, but is she graduating from something or going into something else? Um, right now? I mean, not currently. I'm trying to work on uh, creating more paranormal uh, geared projects. So um, hopefully I'll be able to okay. make that I into reality. Feel, I do feel you doing more excursion. Like you're going to be doing, like, you know, the Queen Mary. I know that you do that. But I do feel like you're doing more things. Like I even saw European adventures with you, like going to the U.K. I'd love to go to the U.K. I think over the next couple of years, you definitely will for work. Yeah, uh, I'm. I feel like um, in the graduating sense, I'm. I'm kind of trying to graduate into being um, more creative and proactive, um, paranormal-wise. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's a big undertaking what you've done, but you can build on that. And I do feel you. I see. Well, obviously, you're interviewing, but. You're going to take it to another live level, a visual level, it feels like, as well. And I don't know if you've been thinking about that, too, or, or dealing with locations. Have you been doing that? Um, yeah, I mean, really, I'm just in kind of the writing stages, just, you know, like what locations okay. I would love to go to, um, you know, if I had the chance to go investigate um, and, and travel and stuff like that. Because, um, you know, in California, it's, uh, it's a little hard to find locations sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, well, we have one. We have the Roosevelt. If you ever want to get us something really creepy, <laughs> there's a convention. Oh, I would Hollywood. love to go there. Hollywood stuff, right? That would actually be a lot of fun. Yeah, do that with you. I'm so uh, fascinated by old Hollywood. Just stuff like that is like the best to me. I love it. Lisa had me do something where she had me go on an excursion with her to go find with dealing with Marilyn Marilyn Monroe, and I was asked to go. I was asked where her actual casket was. It just, they just, you know, had to be like, okay, do you know where it is? And I walked straight to it. It was the most, it was the craziest experience. I love Marilyn. Um, yeah, wow. I actually see you also taking all of your, like, all of the things that you've already been through and putting that into a book, like your own excursion book of what you've been through already. You already have everything. It's just about, it's just about putting it into something. Yeah, I'm definitely right? yeah, I'm working on the writing stuff right now. Um, I will actually be a part yeah. of a, a Women's in the Paranormal book um, that comes out next year. So kind of my, a little bit of my life story. Yeah. I love so, that. I did see that. I did see that, but I didn't know it was a comp- I didn't know it was another artist. I didn't look, but I did see that. That's awesome. That's amazing, Sophia. Um, Thank do you. Do you your hands or anything or one of your fingers? Um, did you hurt your hand recently? I I did walk into a, um, a door frame 
and I had my hand hurt for like a little bit. I had like a big bruise on my hand. I, my dad was serious. I'm very clumsy. I actually walked into a door frame, into a door frame that I wasn't going through. So I'm not oh sure gosh, how I did that. I walked so into funny. a door frame I wasn't I was, going to. You know what my daughter called me when we were in Europe last year? She's like, Mom, she goes, it's so hard to get you to go do things. Like, to get me to get on the right direction. I told her she was in charge of getting us places. I'm like, I've arranged everything. You just have to get us there. And she's like, it's like walking with a ghost on a leash. I'm like, what? I'm like, what did you just call me? She goes, you're a ghost on a leash, mom. And it was so funny to me. I'm like, you are absolutely right. That's the same thing as you. You're a ghost on a leash. You just like bumping into walls that you don't know. Like my husband just sits there and laughs. He goes, you definitely see things that are not here, but you also don't see the things that are most of the time yeah I'm so oblivious That's like I got Lasix everything I have 2015 vision and I will still walk into a wall two feet in front of me I like, my mom one time was like That's oh we need to replace so the doormat I was like what's wrong with it she was like it's bad I was like I haven't noticed she's like well you don't go anywhere and I'm like no I just don't pay attention <laughs> oh that's funny that is funny. Hey, Jennifer, you up for a phone call? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, we, we have here, we have uh, Charlene calling in. Uh, Charlene, she's in the chat room, too, as well. I'm trying to unmute her mic. There you are, Charlene. You're on with Jennifer Schaefer. Hi. I Hi, don't Charlene. hear you yet. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. I can hear you. Oh, you can. Okay, I didn't hear unmuted. <laughs> Hi. Um, <laughs> Hi. I'm, I'm and, and I don't, I don't know if it's. I, I'm looking for help. So my son is in a lot of trouble. So um, I'm just okay. Praying. What is your What is your son's name? Zachariah. Charlene. Zachariah. Okay. Um, give me a second with that. All right. Thank you. It feels like this is like his third major time. I'm getting. Does that make sense to you? What What did you say? Major. What did you say before that? His third time, like, it feels like there's something with the third time of him going through something. Okay, okay. Okay, um, hold on a second. It, so the way it comes through is in pictures and in um, feelings and emotions. Um, give me a second. Okay. It also feels like he's gonna everything's gonna work out. Like he's gonna be fine. He just got like there's something that happened like in what was it? Something started happening in February with him. Yeah, well, was it was before that, but it was it was like the, uh, the climax was Friday. Climax was I'm sorry, February. February. That's okay. That's what it felt like. And then he's. It feels like he keeps getting into this loop. Like he wants to do something. He just keeps coming back to it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. there's some influence. I don't know if it's a girlfriend or a partner, too, that happened well, in January, or did they have one? It's, an it's a, it's, it is okay. a woman that's involved, and that is um, it's, okay. it's pretty it's pretty insidious, but she is at part of the helm of it all. Okay. So what would you what would you like to know about the situation? What what is the um, that charges are dropped and he's able to get on with life, or is he going to have to do prison? Time? Okay. That was the third. So when I got three, I felt like it was a three-strike rule or something. Give me a second. Um, 
And give me his name one more time. Zachary. Zachary. I don't feel him going to prison. Okay. There's going to be either community, there's going to be something that he's going to have to do, but I'm not feeling prison. I feel he's learned his lesson. Uh, it's just he's just in so much trouble, and he's already had such a hard time, such a hard time. He was in a catastrophic yeah. accident, has a brain injury, and there's a, there's, um, it, there's it's so freaking complicated. And he was targeted. Yeah. He brought it on himself. You know, he's not a saint. I I, I would I do not want to be that person because he's not. But he is a beautiful, spectacular human being who does not really. Anyway, you know, whatever it's it's helping him to do things on a soul level deeper, but yeah. And so there's an awful lot of people that are suffering. Myself and his son, drastically so. <laughs> Not to mention cost. Yeah. Anyhow, I just want to yeah. see everything be able to get dropped, and I'm just praying that that happens. And it's it just. I feel like really... the, I feel like the major thing is going to get dropped, but they might get him on a text, you know, something else. Just yeah. to, but I do feel like the major thing is going to be dropped. And I do feel him like I don't know if he's found God or if he's going to church or something or more on a spiritual path. That will be happening. Thank God. Towards yeah. the end of the year, so it's like, yeah, and just hang in there. I know it's rough, but oh, I don't feel him being present. Okay. I just, as I said, I'm praying it gets dropped. I'd like to see her caught for what she's done because it's entrapment. She's and, awful. Uh, it's sad, yeah. and she's connected with the mom to his child, and, and it's just, it's like there's malice. Yeah. It's it's so insidious, mm-hmm. and, like, it's hard to believe that there would be that kind of evil amongst people we know. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm so people. sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, it's, uh, if not me, who, you know, like, who better? I guess I'm strong. I'm capable. Right. But I'm I don't know that any of us mm-hmm. deserve it in any way. Right. Well, hang in there. It was nice talking to you. Thank, thank you guys so much. Calling in. Okay, appreciate your thank you. And then also she sure. can uh, follow up with you too, jenniferschafer.com. That's jenniferschafer.com. Are you okay with one more? I know yeah. it can be taxing and tolling sometimes. Yeah. With the... No, 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 not at all. Okay. I wish we can get through a lot. It's okay. S H A F F E. Yeah, we have a for those we have a nine one four caller. A nine one four. Hi, what's your first name? Hi, nine one four caller. Are you just listening in? Oh, yeah, we might have somebody listening in there. Yeah, some, sometimes people call okay. into the show and they just listen in and stuff, and uh, we catch them off guard. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Sophie. <laughs> um, well, Jennifer, um, recently I've been, you know, kind of wondering what is one thing, you know, that about the paranormal as a whole? Um, obviously, with your abilities, you're able to know a little bit more about the other side than say, us regular mm-hmm. investigators, but one question about the paranormal that you wish you had an answer to. Mm. Oh, all the spirits that I see at night, where they belong to. Every night that mm-hmm. I go to bed, it looks like I, when I put my hand up, I can't see my hand. It is packed with spirits, but they're not, I don't know who they belong to. I don't necessarily talk to them. I ask them, you know, I always say, like, I need to get to sleep, but I have I don't know if anybody can answer that question. Like, where do all these spirits come from? Like, not where they come from, but who do they belong to? Or is that just a, you know, what is it? It's, it's you know, when I was young, it was paralyzing, paralyzing. Mm-hmm. 
now that I know that nothing can hurt me, it's, they can't, they're not bad. It's nothing bad, but it's just something that I just wonder at times for the paranormal, like where does all that energy come from, that vortex of energy? Absolutely. And when you're saying this is happening at night, um, with your abilities, do mm-hmm. the spirits kind of ever invade your dreams or do you ever get um, like psychic impressions or premonitions while you're asleep? All the time. But it's always like my subconscious ruins it too. So mm-hmm. I'll go to sleep and I'll ask, you know, I always ask, I ask questions and I can actually wake myself up in a dream and write things down. Like I, you know, I woke up one night or in the middle of the night and I was getting that somebody was going to be really sick and sure enough that happened. And, but I wrote it down and I went back to sleep, but it show, it shows up wonky. It just shows up differently. But I've, I've gone, you know, there's times where I'll go to sleep working on a case and I'll get all the information the second, you know, as I'm waking up, waking too, and I'll write it all down and it's usually pretty spot on. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's that state of being in the Delta Theta state is what I do all day long being awake. And so when I'm actually asleep, I'm even more, um, I'm not resist, you know, I'm even more less Mm -hmm. resistant to the information coming through. So it just, you know, it could be one little thing that changes the whole case or a direction. But yeah, dreams are very, dreams are very powerful, very, very powerful. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, I mean, just to be able yeah. to have that too in your sleep. Um it's <laughs> yeah, it's it can be hard. Um, I know definitely sleep is probably one of the hardest things for me. I but I have PTSD from living in a haunted house, so that's what it comes down to for me. <laughs> um the ghost. Oh, so, you know, just funny. that that trauma yeah. that's there. That's that's always fun. Um but yeah. I mean Speaking of your abilities, too, you worked on a book, um, which is uh-huh. Backstage Pass to the Flipside, Talking to the Afterlife. Can you tell the audience a little yeah. bit about that book and how that came about? Oh, my gosh. So Richard Martini, um, I read one of his books. This was, I think, close to 10 years ago, and it was called um, It was called uh, It's a Wonderful Afterlife, and I was fascinated with it and his mm-hmm. audio book. And it's richardmartini.com. You can find him everywhere. But um, as I, he lives in Santa Monica. And so I looked him up on Facebook. And I'm like, I sent him a DM. I said, listen, I'd like to, I'd be more than happy to donate my time for research. And he kind of, like, we accept a phone call the following week. I was so, like, excited because I live in Manhattan Beach and he lives in Santa Monica with his family. I'm like, you know, what do you think about this? And he's like, nah, mediums aren't my thing. I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm studying hypnotherapy and past life regressions and and he goes wait a second you work on cases I said yeah and he goes oh how would you like to work on one of the most infamous cases in the world and I'm like sure I don't know what I'm you know again I don't know what I'm capable of so he came down Mm -hmm. he filmed me at my office and it was about Amelia Earhart he's the top guy that people go to for Amelia Earhart in Hollywood he has 30 years of research on her and I gave him a piece of information. I gave him a piece of information that he didn't know about. And when he left, because I told him, I said, you know what? She's saying that, you know, a, a two GIs found her arm or found a body, you know, one of her arms. Um, and he's like, okay, I won't judge it, but all right. He left my office that day and got a call from some um, 
intelligence agency, I think in, I don't know if it was Washington. And they're like, you're not going to believe it's Richard's body part, her arm. It was under class. It was, it was crazy. There was no way I could have known it. It was in a book that was written, I think, in 1965, something super crazy. And he's like, okay, mm-hmm. there's got to be something to this. And so we started, back to your question, sorry, that took a little long. We started talking once a week, and we've been doing it for the last eight or nine years. And we have, a, wow. we have our own podcast, Hacking the Afterlife, and he's written now five books. So Hacking the Afterlife, there's books, volumes one, two, and three, is a compilation of all of our investigations into the afterlife, which is kind of cool. And so he's taken everything and just put it into books. Well, I mean, that is awesome. I mean, that you developed that relationship with him and were able to make a connection like that, that he was able to verify pretty quickly. I mean, that's incredible for you to pick that up. And, then you know, it'd be so obscure that he didn't even know about it until he got that phone call. Yeah, and that's what made him. I mean, but that's kind of, that's how this all works, you know? Mm -hmm. It just... They probably, on the other side of him, you know, they couldn't wait for us to meet. And then he's written all these books since we've met. And he's just, he knows so much in that head of his. And he's taught me how to be a better medium. He's taught me to ask more. You know, we we have a podcast where we just ask the other side what's going on. And so he's asked, you know, there's been people where I've talked to Steve Jobs, for instance. And then eventually his daughter actually is my, you know, now my client. I talked to Kobe Bryant in the ethers. I've talked to people that have known Kobe. Well, then I ended up talking to his family. Like there's been so many crazy situations that I've just had to learn and not judge it. And he's just helped me out tremendously, which has been wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, just amazing that you were able to do all of that work and actually connect with the families themselves Um, through your time with him, you know, talking to these notable individuals, what was the most, you know, interesting thing that you learned or the craziest thing that you were able to pick up? One of the best things I learned, most heartfelt things, is from Robin Williams. And we asked him, what is it going to take? What is, like, the number one thing? Because I always want to know from the other side what it is that, you guys value the most now being over there and he said Mm -hmm. and it's so simple but it was so profound at the time love love actual love be loved like when you get to the other side you really are going to be asked like did you love well were you kind were you compassionate or did you hold yourself back did you hold yourself back as you felt like you had judgment from you know, whatever it is, like nobody from the other side has ever said they wish they would have held back. And it really has helped me so much understand how important it is to live. The other side has made Mm -hmm. me want to live. I want to make sure that every single day I can treat it as something that will be a memory for somebody else later on, especially when it comes to family. And some of the, that is great. Go ahead. No, I was just yeah. going to say that is you, great advice to get. Yeah. What am I? What is? What am I going to say to my daughter through another medium? <laughs> you know, what am I going to bring up? Yeah. I always said though we have a we have a code that I'm going to come through getting all these senses of cooking, the smells, and everything else. They're going to know it's me because I don't cook. 
because I'm just going to do that to prove that to them. That's going to be our code, you know. But it's just, yeah, living not living every day as if it's your last, but living every day as you've done well. Did you did you treat mm-hmm. yourself well? Did you love yourself? You know, um, or did you blame a family member for thirty years that you couldn't, you know, for the way that you are? You know, it's really about getting out of guilt and out of fear, because that's really the true essence of love, right? Um, craziest things. Let me think. There's so many crazy moments that I've had. Um, oh. I was at the Chateau, Chateau Barmont, up in L.A., Mm -hmm. which is haunted. Haunted is crazy haunted. And I was actually talking to Dave Chappelle. I was reading Dave Chappelle and a bunch of other people. We were laughing hysterically. And one of the comedians came in that killed himself there, John Belushi. Mm -hmm. I believe that he died there or however it is. Oh, my God. I jumped so – I didn't realize he – like, I had no idea he died there. And I jumped so high. And he showed me blues. It was the crazy, to me, that, well, cra- A, I was talking to James Schwell, and B, it was crazy that <laughs> people were showing up that died at Chateau Vermont. Um, wow. That was crazy for me. I guess that was kind of funny because he literally, like, like spooked me out. Like, I jumped because he <laughs> literally acted like a ghost and made me, like, freak out on my chair. That was funny. I mean, okay. That's what a comedian would do if they passed out. I, w- I would do it just because right? I'd probably be bored enough to do it. So <laughs> it's definitely. Dave laughs, so, right? I would do the same thing. You and I both would. We'd both have figured yeah. it out. That's so funny. But, yeah, that was actually one of my funnier moments. I can imagine. I know we're coming towards the end of the show. The hour went by so fast. But are there any websites, upcoming yeah. interviews, events, or anything you would love to mention? Uh, sure. I do a lot of, um, I, well, I do private events. I call them wine and spirit events, as well as events at Uncorked. There's an Uncorked wine shop that's in Hermosa Beach and Manhattan Beach. And I'll be doing one this Monday where I read the, where I read the audience. And I'll also be doing one in their store in Manhattan. I'm actually gone for quite some time over July. I'm gone for the whole month. I'm home for three days. But in August, I'll be returning. And we're going to, I think that's just a good, it's a fun way for people that are new to this or new old to this. If they don't want, mm-hmm. if they're too afraid to, to have their own personal reading to go to a live event, it makes it a lot more fun. And you don't have to drink wine. You can drink water. It's not that, but it makes it, it's very fun to sit there with your friends and have them all keep you in check as well. Like, you know, it's fun watching it happen. It's one of my favorite things to out, you know, to, um, do versus just finding dead bodies. That sounds a little morbid, but um, yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> thank yeah. you so much for having me, you guys. It was wonderful. I love well, you guys. thank you so much for coming on. We love having you on. Um, you know, you're such a great friend of the family, and uh, we just oh. love having been able to know you for all of these years. So thank you again so much for coming on today. Okay. And let me know what yeah, I can Jennifer. do to help. All right, help you. All right, have a great have a great afternoon. And thank you, Jennifer. Wow, and happy Father's Day, Woo-hoo! to Freddie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, Jennifer. But she's Thanks, already Jennifer. for that uh, uncorked event coming up. <laughs> well, fantastic show today, <laughs> Sophia. Absolutely. Jennifer is such a great guest. As always, I want to thank you all for listening. The show definitely would not be possible without all of you, and I'll talk to you guys again next week. Bye.
you know, thank Charlene too, and all the best to uh, her situation, and also too with her son. And uh, thank her, uh, thanks for calling in, Charlene. Uh, yeah, the Uncorked event. You can go to jenniferschafer.com. That's jenniferschafer.com. And again, um, on Twitter, she's at jm schafer, and Facebook, Jennifer Medlin Schafer. Upcoming, we have uh, on the 15th coming right up, uh, Psychic Rick Hayes. He'll be returning to the program. We have April Bassett. She's the uh, Psychic Housewife of New Jersey. She'll be on the 22nd. Dark Side of the Apple, A True Story of Paranormal Attack by author Sabrina Marie. She'll be on August 19th. You don't want to miss any of these upcoming shows. So like the ghost host, Sophia Templite, on LiveParanormal.com. She's on GhostHunting.com, too, as well. But uh, if you do like that uh, page, you will learn of the guests as we learn of them real time. We have a lot of people securing their guest spot dates. So great show, everybody, and we'll see you next week. This is psychic medium Erica Bucerhaney, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Stay parafabulous. Hi, this is Debbie and Sion Ghost Adventures. You're listening to the ghost host with your host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.LiveParanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.